The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay, and with me today are Virginia and Christopher Hart. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Virginia. Hello, everybody. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio's Search Engine Optimization Channel or stream it on SEMSynergy.com. Stay tuned to us. Don't run over and stream it right now, but uh, hopefully you're in the middle of hearing it, so that'll be good. Uh, Today we're talking about the Vince algorithm update, uh, if there is such a critter. And uh, we have some opinions and certainly some comments about that. Uh, personally, what do you think about the name Vince? I think they could have picked a better name. Yeah, yeah. They could I, have called it the Chris Hart update. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know about that. Not Were yet. You instrumental. In Not yet. Update. <laughs> <laughs> now the the general gist of the update uh, seems to be centered on the belief that brands are getting a kick. I think that there was this uh, rather nice video put out by Matt that said they're not. Um, however, I'm not sure everybody buys that. What yeah. do you think? Um, in, in Matt's video, he, he takes a, what I view as a smart position where he talks about trust and, and the value of the user. And I, I see that moving towards what many companies position in that the lifetime value of a, of a user which is developed over time when you put val- you know you put your effort into creating a brand that services your users or your clients your clients are happy and they return and they purchase more product hence making you a brand not just a one off you know impulse buy or purchase um, so i think when a company stands behind their product and takes the time to create great product and content why not look at them as somebody that's taking a position that they know their user or clients, and they're, you know, catering to them in a in a greater extent. So, to some degree, valuing your user at a greater length over the course of time can and should be rewarded. But I mean, I have to think that that's what everyone's trying to do anyway, right? I would I would like to think that everybody's trying to do that anyway, but I would f- see that the people that would complain the most would turn out to be. Um, these turn and burner sites, build one, get in trouble, pull it down, build another one. They're not in it for the long haul. The the, the this isn't a speed game. This is you know the slow the, you know slow and steady wins the race. And to develop you know think just think about it this way: baking soda is used for you know in your refrigerator. It's in toothpaste. It's in a number of different products. And this brand has been around forever, right? That's a that's a statement to the 
greatness of a product that should be rewarded? Well, from the standpoint of uh, rewarded, uh, and it may be that a brand is an expert on certain material. I think that the way Matt put it is that you don't have to be a brand to have accurate information or to be relevant to, to a query. However, an authority is still an authority. And come the end of the day, uh, there is a, a logical argument, and maybe argument's the wrong word, but there is a logical argument that a brand should be rewarded if it is relevant for the query at that particular time. What I haven't con- been convinced of is that the reason the brands seem to recogni- be recognized more isn't because perhaps the algorithm isn't rewarding you for longevity more than it used to, or it isn't rewarding you for being on a faster server, which is a, a typical thing to have happen at a brand level mm-hmm. where they can afford bigger, faster, meaner servers. Right. It isn't clear to me that there isn't something going on that says, hey, you've got a million pages on the right topic, I'm going to give you a little boost. I mean, we know that the algorithm has 200 variables now, not 128. Mm -hmm. How many of those might have been responsible for brands just naturally performing better? It it, it comes down to creating a parallel. Many people can quote Einstein's theory of relativity, but go explain it. Right? Not many people can explain it. An expert who understands what those components in that, as those numbers and variables mean and how they play into each other. But just being able to say I'm an expert doesn't make you an expert. So many of those additional components, uh, elements in the algorithm could have taken length to go and discover exactly criteria that describe a brand based upon those kinds of performance elements. Um, does anybody think that anything's going to change as far as the way SEO goes? Because I know Fernando is adamant that no. You just keep doing what you're doing, and uh, because you've already should have been targeting quality, authority, that kind of thing. Well, I agree. I mean, quite frankly, uh, if brands are recognized because they're brands, you want to become a brand. The people that make you an authority, the people that make you a brand, are the people that think you're right. Yeah, your audience is the essential is the quintessential vote in making you a brand. So if the brand is determined based upon the population that agrees that you're a brand, then you focus on becoming a brand. You do that with relevant content, reaching the people that are in the best position to link to you and thereby vote for you, thereby making you an authority, and eventually, if you stick to your guns, a trusted resource that should rank. Right. And, and let's face it, there are many brands in history that have failed because they didn't pay attention to their audience, their user. They moved off topic. They weren't in-stream ahead of their audience. There are tons of wooden wheel makers that are out of business because they weren't paying attention to what was important to their audience. And if rewarding sites that are closely paying attention to their audience a lot makes people who are developing online businesses pay more attention to their audience... Well, that's a good business policy in my mind. All right. We're all out of time for this segment. Stick around. Uh, After the break, we're going to keep focusing on the Vince algorithm for the show today. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. 
Affiliate Convention 2009 Denver. Free for all affiliates and all the information you need to know to grow your business. June 18th and 19th. For more information about registration and sponsorship, visit www.affiliateconvention.com. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic. With over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield, their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search. ABCSearch.com. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with ReferBack.com. They've shown me how to. ReferBack.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. ReferBack gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit ReferBack.com. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. Go behind the scenes of SCM Synergy with their Facebook fan page. Search for SCM Synergy Podcast on Facebook now. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm joined by Jamie Westervelt, an independent SEO and search marketing consultant specializing in small businesses. Uh, Jamie was at Bruce Clay for years before she followed the call of the country and moved out into the sticks. Uh, She's just outside of Mammoth Lakes, California. But eventually you venture out into civilization. We met at SES San Jose about a year ago. So thanks for coming on the show, Jamie. No problem. Um, Today we've been talking about the algorithm update that kind of hit people's radars about like six weeks ago when SEOs and site owners started noticing a shift in rankings and it seemed to be awarding big name brands. Um, So I was kind of curious what small businesses, those who may not have the support of big name brands, have seen as a result of the update. Um, So... Jamie, did any of your clients' rankings change more than usual around the beginning of the year? I definitely had a couple of clients that noticed a big drop uh, the last few months, and it seemed to be the ones that were definitely targeting broader terms, whereas the more specific clients, the geo-targeted ones, they really didn't see any effect whatsoever from the update. Um, So do you think that... 
you would suggest that people do more targeted stuff, like those clients of yours that saw a drop? Would you tell them, oh, you need to be trying to um, do some more branding type activities on your site? Usually when I do do a project, I try to evenly distribute the efforts um, towards very specific terms, the long tail keywords, the ones that are really going to bring them converting traffic, as well as doing some effort on the broader terms. Um, even though I suggest to clients usually to not try and target the one and two word phrases just because they're not going to bring qualified traffic into the site, they still always want those terms. And so I try to at least give those terms some attention to get them some rankings. Uh, but I think that it's important for any SEO to try and balance that, make sure that you're bringing in the qualified traffic as well as uh, the broad traffic. Okay. Um, this is just a question that kind of comes out of that. The, so those businesses who you saw, um, okay, maybe this is ahead, getting ahead of myself. I can't remember because we talked earlier. And so when we talked earlier, you said that you kind of saw like half and half in your results of, of clients that are uh gaining rankings and clients that are losing rankings or were at least earlier say in January or so um, the ones that were gaining rankings do you chalk it up to the fact that they're in their early stages of SEO and so they're doing that kind of like clean up early game stuff uh, picking at the low hanging fruit or is there something else that maybe was going on um, I did have a couple of that are still in the very early stages of SEO, and so definitely their ranking gains were probably due to that. But I do have a couple that are, you know, they've been doing SEO for years, and so they know the game, and, you know, they would have been affected if it would have applied to them. But they are just always, you know, putting forth the effort to add new content to their website to make sure that they're very targeted um, whether it's geo-targeted or brand-specific um, for what it is that they offer. And it seems to be helping because we've spread our efforts out across different areas as well. You know, not only adding content, but doing other efforts such as the social media. And it seems to help them not be impacted as badly by these algorithm updates. Are things like Flickr and other social media um, outlets kind of being embraced by our clients or is it something that still needs to get some more understanding? There are some that definitely are always looking for new ideas and so they're excited whenever I come up with an idea, whether it be a blog or doing a Flickr account or something like that. And then there are others that just, they really want to have the 1990s style website that's very static they can just put up a piece of content and leave it there and it'll be good for years on end and they don't want to have to do anything else. And getting those clients to try new things, it's very difficult. I find myself suggesting the same thing in different ways until I manage to word it just right so that they <laughs> finally grasp the idea. <laughs> but um, usually once I can convince them to do it, they're very pleased with the results, even if it's you know, only 20 visitors a month that, you know, the Flickr account brings in. It's still bringing awareness to their company name and their brand. And to me, I think that that's important because you're, everybody is going to hear your name, but the more times they hear it, you know, the more recognizable you're going to become. So even if it's only 20 visitors, it's still 20 more than you had last month. Right. And then maybe there's like even a pyramid effect to that. Exactly. Um, 
So are clients in your um, experience still very reliant on ranking reports? Yeah, a lot of them are still thinking that that is something to judge everything by. And it's hard to get them to change their mindset from that to understanding that rankings are becoming more fluid. They're not as important nowadays. It's, you know, the ranking that I see is different from the ranking they're going to see, which is different from just their average Joe visitor, what they're going to see. And it's hard to get them to understand that Google has put in place things, you know, to personalize and target different segments of people. They don't understand that, you know, that it could be different for everybody. They still think it's the same for everybody across the board. Does that, um, does like personalized search change the way that you do your job at all? It hasn't so much yet, you know, and I don't know if it will in the future. Probably as more information is put out about it, I will definitely take all the new information into consideration. But so far, it hasn't really affected it. Um, you know, my my clients, they still seem to be getting good traffic and I try not to put too much weight on what their rankings are. I care more about the traffic and their conversions, and as long as those are going up, then I think that I am definitely doing my job right. And it doesn't matter if they're ranking number one or number five, as long as they're getting better traffic into their website, that's what's important. Um, What is the number one thing that you think a small business should focus on? Like, maybe is it local listings, or is it just... um, is it on-site content and branding there? Um, do you have any suggestions for um, a small business who wants to maybe do some SEO or start their SEO efforts by themselves? Uh, one thing that I do tell my clients is that it's important to always have the content to support the keywords that you're trying to focus on. And a lot of the very small people, they don't quite understand that. And So getting them to understand that they need to have a few pages on their website, and it may not need to be a 100-page website, just depending on what their market is, Uh, but definitely having content to support all the keywords that they want is the number one important thing, making sure that the website is built correctly for the search engines to spider it. And then after that, you know, whatever applies best to their business, whether it be a blog or other social media outlets, doing Twitter or doing a Facebook page or anything like that, you know, whatever applies best to their business and what's going to get them out there to where their customers are. So I always start with making sure that the site is 100% SEO ready and optimized, and then we venture outside of the box and we start looking at other areas. That makes sense. Um, So now that uh, the ranking update is kind of a ways away from us, uh, did you see any changes since, or is everything kind of leveled out, or um, are you still working to try to regain those rankings that may have been lost? Um, I did run some reports last week, and I did notice that a lot of my clients, their rankings have improved. I haven't done so much of a comparison to see if it's back to where it was prior to the update, um, but it seemed like a lot of my clients were definitely moving upwards, and so doing that comparison is something that I'm going to be working on in the next few weeks. Very cool. Um, We're out of time right now, but you can contact Jamie by going to simplyoptimize.com. There's a contact form there if you want to find out more about Jamie's services. And she's also on Twitter at jmerb. So that's J-A-Y-M-E-R-B. Sorry, jmerb. Thanks for coming on the show, Jamie. 
In no time. <laughs> Anytime, Virginia. <laughs> Thank you. Um, after the break, there's going to be more on the update right after this. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to it, I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking. Where to the start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAYS. It's toll free. Tell me what you waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Oh, wise master, I've climbed up this mountain to seek your wisdom. Yes, how can I help you, my son? I've traveled far to ask why my business isn't growing. You are on top of this mountain when you should be on topnichenetworks.com. But I need answers. You should be on topnichenetworks.com. Specializing in direct marketing and lead generation as well as list management, topnichenetworks.com has exclusives and leading payouts. They welcome new affiliates with hot offers. We don't seem to get the results we need at a price we can afford. Topnichenetworks.com will work on a performance-only basis, so you only pay for results. TopNicheNetworks.com has the answers that you've been seeking for making your business a success on a performance-only basis. And that's a good thing, because my butt's falling asleep. Jeez, another year with no refund from the IRS. I got a nice chunk of change this year. I'm buying a new car, and I'm going to Fiji. How in the world did you do that? I got in on TaxBrain.com's affiliate program, and it's easy to make big money during tax season just by bringing them other people paying their taxes. TaxBrain.com? How does that work? With TaxBrain.com's affiliate program, I command a huge payday with their nitro payouts because I get paid for leads as well as sales. That sounds easy. How do you do it? They give me all the tools it takes, like dedicated publisher support, analytics capabilities, custom tracking and creative services, and so much more that I need to make money the easy way. Wow. With 140 million households paying taxes every year, I bet there's no shortage of business all season long. Now you got the idea. Make money off the tax man. How do I find out more? Visit taxbrain.com forward slash affiliates to find out more. Taxbrain.com, America's online tax service. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and today on the show we've been looking at last month's big update, or as Matt Cutts called it, a change to the search algorithm. It's been dubbed the Vince Update. Right now I'm joined by Susan and a longtime search marketer here at Bruce Clank, Fernando Chavez, for some more insights into how the preference shown to brands will affect the way SEOs do their job. Well, Fernando, I know, doesn't believe... That, that calling in a preference towards brands works, but mm-hmm. um, I, I do think that 
whatever the change they made, it affects branding type keywords. Okay, and what exactly do you mean by a branding type keyword? Well, they've always been talking about the difference between navigational queries and informational queries, and you know, we talk about the different parts of the buying cycle and whatever. And I think that there's a lot of branding type uh, information out there. If you're looking for Nike, you're not looking for shoes, really. You're looking for a brand. And you're looking for that brand because you're a 24-year-old college student who plays basketball, and so they want shoes. They're not going to type in basketball shoes. They're going to type in Nike, or they're going to type in whatever the popular brand is. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I think that that's a sort of a social media-driven right. But the, but the question is, how does Nike being associated with basketball shoes affect Nike's ranking for basketball shoes? Now, I think that um, what's interesting is is that uh, I actually first came across this uh, blog entry that uh, Aaron Wall had written uh, a few weeks ago, uh, and it's kind of got me thinking if Google would have made a, a change at Radical. I didn't really feel uh, that Google would single out brands and say brands are, nece- are going to be a better result for a user. Um, and actually, in doing research for the show, I came across a video that Matt Cutts did uh, almost a couple weeks ago now, uh, and he said that, quote, we don't really think about brands. We think about words like trust, authority, reputation, page rank, high quality, uh, etc. He also said that it didn't uh, affect a large number of queries and that we don't think about brands in search quality that much. Now, for me, that was <laughs> fairly validating in that I don't think that they specifically set out to um, uh, affect brands, but I think that whatever they tweaked did affect brands specifically, and I think that two of the things that they could have done uh, are, okay, one thing that they could have done that would have affected brands, obviously, is increase the value of linkage, right? So the longer links have been in existence, the more valuable uh, the links could have uh, become. So that would affect brands because their sites have generally been around a lot longer than other sites. Secondly, I think that they could have just decreased the relative value of anchor text and looked more at what the theme of the page linking to a brand set, uh, website was. So if the pages happened to be about shoes or, you know, with in the case of Nike, another example that was given in Aaron Wall's blog was that uh, now Radio Shack is ranking for electronics. And what I'm finding is, at least in some of the research that I did, that Radio Shack and electronics are used together on quite a few pages. And it could be that Google is associating those terms in some way, and that is what's indirectly affecting brands. So, so for example, with, in terms of numbers, I found that not including Radio Shack, 2.37 million results were returned when I queried Radio Shack in quotes along with electronics. When you extend that a little bit further, I did an in-title command for both and found that 11,500 results share uh, or both use, uh, or use Radio Shack and electronics in their title tags. And so it could very easily have been minor tweaks like that that would have been aimed at decreasing the value of certain spam, you know, people taking advantage of anchor text. Uh, and the indir- indirect result was that brands' rankings were, in- were increased. That is my feeling about what happened. And I think that if you read between the lines a little bit with what Matt said, I think that that's probably what happened. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um because, well, it's a very typical Matt answer, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> we it don't is. think about it very much, which means they think about it some, but to what degree? It's right. hard to say. You know, we think about words like trust and authority. Well, right. that's what a brand is. A brand is built on 
how people think about you, how they feel about you. The right, the fact but, that but it's they, inti- but it's an algorithm. I mean, it's well, it entirely is. computer based. So well, so are a lot of things that seem very subjective to people. Uh, it's you know, I, I think saying that they went in and tweaked Nike specifically. No, of course they didn't go in right. and tweak Nike specifically. Okay, what they tweaked was authority and trust, which are how you build brands. So. Saying, oh, we didn't do something that affected brands. Well, they don't. They didn't go in and affect specific brands. What they did was they went and affected the things that affect brands. No, but I think that they really were trying to combat spam. Well, I think they're always trying to combat spam, but I think that part of that is based on a move towards the relationship nature of the web. It's entirely about what they think. It's entirely about what they think users will find more valuable. So. That's what the end result of that was. It's, it, and, and if they, after a couple of months, find that whatever tweak that they made wasn't as effective as they thought it would be, then they'll tone it down a little bit. Um, but, you know, they do that all the time. And, um, you know, that's, that's really what my take on what happened was. And in the end, it doesn't really affect anything that I am going to do for a client. Uh, because, obviously, it's, it's always important to build your brand. It's always important, important to build... Uh, authoritativeness, but uh, SEO strategies and SEO tactics, how I'm going to edit a page, how I'm going to optimize a site, does not change based on this update. So you're not going to focus on more brand-related keywords, more, well, I don't even know more you, sites you, that are built based on trust and authority? Right, but I don't even understand what you mean by a brand-related keyword. Well, I, I mean a keyword like, like Nike. Like a keyword that... A, a, a branding keyword is not a product that they're selling. A branding-related keyword is not... It's how the, it's to? The, it's it's the not brand informational. It, it's the brand itself. It's not navigational. Well, it, but it's or yeah, the brand, associated trademarks, anything like that. They're all of the, the behavioral type words. I mean, what kind of keyword is? You know, I can't even think of what I was going to try and say. Um, gone. Whatever that thought was, it's just. Gone. Well, then I'll let us close that off right now, and I'll chime in because I did it because this was way too entertaining. <laughs> um, but that's it for this week's show. Thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing SEM Synergy, and uh, everybody send your internet marketing questions over to SEM Synergy at bruceclay.com. Come back next week, same time, same place, and um, check out SEMSynergy.com for info on this week's guest and topics. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. Yeah.